Hello, everyone. It's uh, 3 o'clock on the nose. Uh, welcome to uh, my Q&A session. We go here for a half an hour, and you type in your questions below or your comments below in the chat area. And I will respond to them as best as I can. If I need more information, I'll ask you for more information, uh, which is often the case. If you can hear me, type in yes down below in the chat area so I'm not talking to uh, myself. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate it. You can hear me. Okay, before we begin, um, let me share this with you. Uh, I've developed a new Infidelity Recovery Center. And what I have is I have a free introductory level. There will be five different levels. Uh, but the free introductory levels will contain the Q&A sessions. So if you want to listen or download past Q&A sessions, you can go to the free introductory level. And here is uh, a list of the Q&A sessions so far. And all you have to do is click on this little link here, little arrow. And you can uh, listen to the video right here, or you can click here to um, download to any device you have so that when you're walking or driving or doing whatever, whatever you do, uh, you can put in your earbuds and hear your buddy Bob with the Q&A. Okay, so how do you get here? Um, go to this page, infidelityrecoverycenter.com slash member hyphen sp hyphen 7 hyphen 17 scroll down to the bottom and all you have to do is click access here and it will ask for your email address put in your email address and you will receive a username and password that will get you into the free introductory level okay fair enough questions yes scott let me get rid of this so it doesn't bug you i'll go i'll go over that later too at the end, but I wanted to cover it first because at the end I'm sometimes kind of pressed for time. <clears throat> Scott says, do you have a professional opinion on how much more difficult it is in dealing with recovery from an affair with a spouse recently diagnosed with adult ADD, bipolar, and probably borderline personality disorder? Is the risk of relapse much higher when these conditions are present. All right, let, that, that, that's a good question. Let's start with uh, kind of defining these terms. <clears throat> these terms are kicked around a lot. Bipolar is kicked around a lot um, for a few years. Uh, borderline personality was a big, big issue here five or six years ago. Most recently, most recently it's a narcissistic label they put on people. But to, but to be honest here, all of us are bipolar. Okay, Every, bipolar means there's one part here that pulls in one direction, basically meaning I'm pretty calm, collected, maybe almost detached, de, um, reserved, and then I, I jump over to another part of here that's really excited and uh, manicky and uh, happy. Those kinds of things. We're all we all have different parts of us, so you can label all of us bipolar. Uh, the borderline personality is uh, kind of a, an exaggeration of that. Just a minute, Scott. I lost your lost your thing here. Um, here's what you well, here's what you need to know with 
di diagnosis that you throw around. Be careful when you throw diagnoses around. Diagnoses are basically used for the medical community to help people help me the medical uh, people convey certain concepts. So when I say to um, for example, my insurance company, I don't have one. I never used insurance, but if a therapist would say to an insurance company, this person is diagnosed as bipolar. That means something to the insurance company. They push in a label and then they'll give you so many benefits. Here's what the thing, here's, here's to look at then. When I say that all of us are bipolar, it means what we have to look at is, is the intensity of how often we go up and down, the, the intensity of those states the frequency of those states, do we bounce around like a rubber ball or a super ball? Um, and the third thing to be aware of is, do we, have a part, do, do we have a part of us that can stand back and know that we're kind of bipolar and do something to kind of shift and, and change the patterns? So uh, maybe a long answer to your question, Scott. Uh, if, if your spouse is really, really, really rigid in terms of um, all going all over the place. I mean, this is this is all she knows. Or if it happens frequently, almost every day or every hour, and it seems like she doesn't have a clue of what's happening, can't stand back and can't observe the situation, then your risk of, of relapse is much higher. All right. I, I hope that's helpful. Scott, is that helpful? If so, um, type in yes or um, any other comment that you may have about that. <clears throat> I personally don't like using diagnosis. Um, they're very limiting. Uh, Scott said, yes, that was what I was concerned about. Okay. Anything else about that, Scott? To you means thank you. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate your question. A very good question because I'm, I really have, um, I'm not one to put diagnosis on, on people. I was trained in family systems theory, which is a lot different than the medical model. The medical model demands diagnoses, and I have stayed away from those. I've never really accepted uh, insurance payments because, or insurance companies because insurance companies demand diagnosis, which means that you're a sick puppy if you, if you go to therapy. And I don't, I don't believe that we're sick puppies. All right. Todd, so since sex is usually what an affair is about, how do you rekindle and try and share sex with your partner now without the fears of you doing the same thing they search for and help them remember their experience. Um, Todd, I'm not sure sex is, is usually what an affair is about. It's, it could be part of it. For some, for some types of affairs, it's, it's much, much more important than others. Um, matter of fact, in some affairs, uh, having sex stops the affair. It's, it's a, it puts a wet blanket on the affair. That's especially true with number four. I fell out of love and just love being in love. Uh, sex can lead to the demise of the affair. Uh, sex is often overvalued in, a, in um, the affairs such as I can't say no, where there's perhaps some type of um, addiction involved. 
Uh, so how do you rekindle and try and share sex with your partner now? Okay, so the, I think the question is, how, how, can, how can we have good sex now when she had sex with somebody else? Um, the important thing here is uh, when, you, when you have sex now, Todd, it's important to be aware of what gets triggered in you. Let's start there. It's important to be aware of what gets triggered in you uh, when you're having sex with her. Do images of her and him together pop up into your mind? If so, that's really problematic. It's not unusual, but it certainly gets in the way. It, it's a damper on the on the sex. Uh, so to be be aware, and if you can communicate, talk to each other about you know the triggers. What are the triggers here for you? What are the triggers for me? Um, take your time with it. Don't hurry. Um, Sex is extremely intimate because we're, we're, we're vulnerable before each other. And it brings out and it can trigger some of our most powerful uh, fears that we have about ourselves in terms of our inadequacy. So take your time. It, 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 having sex is tied with the issue as well of having trust. Can I trust this person? Do I feel safe with this person? Does she feel safe with you? That often takes... Uh, a while to develop. So don't don't hurry. Don't panic if you try to have sex and it falls apart the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's pretty typical, pretty normal. Instead, start talking about it if you can, or if you can't, be aware of what gets triggered in you. What is what? What's brought up when? What kind of images do I have? What kind of feelings do I get? Do I get jealous? Do I think this? Do I think that? Uh, and be aware of that and pay, focus on that, pay attention to that, uh, and that becomes your point of healing so that you can uh, respond then better to your partner and perhaps uh, develop an openness that you've never, ever had before. All right, Todd, let's go to uh, Chris. My husband claims it was just a sexual affair, but the email I found in text that I saw tell a different story. Plus, she was a family friend. Hard to believe he is over her. I do trust. How do I, I, I? How do I trust again? How do I know he isn't still thinking about her? <clears throat> okay. Um, scroll back to you, Chris. Where'd you go to? Chris, where'd you go to? There you are. Uh, claims it's just a sexual affair, but the email I found in text that I saw tell a different story. Let's, let's, let's take a look at, uh, texting and, uh, emails. What, what I often find is that the texting and emails are often rather uh, junior high-ish or maybe freshman, sophomore in high school type of commenting in which there's a lot of game playing. Uh, you're, you know, XXOO, uh, you're the, you know, all, all the things that um, teenagers say to each other or where people, quote, in love say to each other. It's almost like a game. Um, 
and it, it, it's, it builds up a fantasy. It builds up some expectations. It, it comes out of one's, one's um, unrealistic expectations. And often one kind of builds on the other. So uh, my, my take is that men often kind of go along with this. They don't really mean it. Uh, it's not, it's, it's, it's something they think the other person wants and maybe vice versa. So there's that angle here, Chris. Okay. Um, it's hard to believe, believe he is overheard. How do I trust again? Okay. Chris, are you willing to, I, I need some more information on that. Are you willing to be unmuted, Chris? So we could talk a little bit more about this. Uh, Sure. Okay, I got two Chris's here. I'm going to take a gamble here. Oops. Chris, can you hear me? Yes. Are you the are you the Chris that asked the question? Yes. Okay, good. Good. I got the right Chris. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit more about um let's see if I can find out. Well, tell me a little bit more. What's your concern? Okay. Well, um, I feel like he's very connected to the family. And, um, you know, the therapy that I've had previously is that, you know, it, because it's so connected to the family that, I mean, how, how are we ever going to avoid this situation? How am I ever going to not be looking over my shoulder every time he goes home to his sister's house or to see his mom or something? Like, I feel like because of who she is, it changes it. It's what, interesting what you said about the text because they were high school friends. What 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 what's the family connection? Uh, they what? went to high school together. They've all been he and his sister, and the girl Cheryl and her sister all grew up together. Okay, okay. So he's the, the other woman was a friend of the family, is what you're saying? A close friend. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And the and the affair was for three years. Three years. Okay. And the sister knew about. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what what's the most pressing concern you have? I guess the most is he was definitely confused when everything was found out, and he was sending texts to his sister about where he should be and what he should do, which is you know, heartbreaking, but I just don't know. This is a big betrayal on the family as well. So I just don't know if I can overlook all of this and, and trust him again. He's obviously going to have a relationship with his sister. He's obviously going to want to see her at some point. Okay. Have you talked to his sister? About yes, she, sh she shouted at me for two hours. <laughs> she shouted at you? And ask me why does why isn't she considering how she feels? Oh, okay, okay. So her 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 focal point was herself. Yes. Okay. So that wasn't very helpful for you, obviously. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, was was your husband with you when um, that happened? Yes. What did he do? He's asked her to stop shouting. <laughs> okay. Um, but not really, you know. The girl, the girl after the affair for six months, she was very nasty to me. And 
you know, I had reached out a couple of times to ask the family, you know, please, please, I'm just trying to move on. You know, I'm, I just, she was just very calculated and nasty to me. And, um, what'd your husband I just ignored her. The only positive thing is he has ignored her since the first day he was caught, which we were coming up on D-Day, October 30th. Okay. okay. What would you like from him? I mean, he is doing everything, but, you know, I just don't know how to trust him again because, you know, he, when we first, we've been together for 24 years. And when we first met, he did this as well. He he was with someone else while he was with me. And it wasn't that we were this exclusive couple, but he lied about it. So I'm just worried about, is this going to happen tw another 20 years from now? Wow. You know, and he lies about it again. I, I just, I don't know. Okay, so how do you, how do you spend a lot of time with his family? We just lived in New York City for three years. So that's how all of this happened. Uh -huh. We adopted a baby and moved cross country and had, you know, did this startup and had a lot of pressure and all this stuff. Um, but now we moved back to Los Angeles. Okay. So obviously, you know, I'm not going to have to see the family very much because, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like that this girl can just step back in, you know, whenever she wants, basically. Okay. And what does your, your husband say about that? He says it's completely over and he never wanted to be with her and it was only sex and all of that. But, you know, there's a, thousands of texts and, uh, you know, the email that I found, I, I found the email on accident. I wasn't even looking. You okay. know, it's, that's how much I trusted. And okay. he was doing that startup. So we had the perfect cover up. Okay. Of saying you have to work all the time. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of one thing, Chris. I'm going to th uh, throw it past you, okay? Um, okay. Would it be helpful if your husband would take uh, an assertive role in setting some boundaries in his family? In other words, yes. taking, taking the lead and saying, hey, you don't treat my wife like this. Okay? She's my wife. I care about her. You don't shout at her for two hours. The affair is over. I don't want to hear any more talk about it. When we're together, sister, you treat my wife with respect. I demand that of you. Right. Um, when we were back on the East Coast, I went and, you know, obviously we have our daughter and she has two, you know, kids and her husband. And I said, okay, let's go. We'll stay in a hotel room. We won't stay at her house. We will go to the house. We can be civil for three to four hours. So he called her on the, you know, and said, Hey, you know, we're coming. She goes, what is this? A, a sleepover? She was just nasty again. You know, and I, I didn't even, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's like, I just don't, he, he's just kind of like not talking to them right now. Okay. But obviously that's going to have to be resolved at some point. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm, that's where I'm going for. I think, you know, my mind says, my intuition says that something's fishy in his family there. And um, for them to collude and to encourage his affair with the other person says something about the dynamics of that family. 
And I think your issue of building trust with him is, first of all, he must declare his own place in his own family, separate himself from that. And I think that will generate, that will trigger within you a deeper sense of trust. I agree. I mean, my therapist I had it actually even said it was almost incestual about who he picks. Yeah, exactly. And I think, exactly. Right. And and he has to deal with those issues. And he, you know, his dad abandoned him and he had th his dad had three marriages and he cheated on his mom and he has all that history. And I'm trying to tell him, please figure all that out. He's been in therapy before, but I feel like going back to New York, he just regressed back to that man that he was before. He didn't regress back to the man. He regressed to the little boy he was before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Or right, is this helpful? Anything else? No, I mean it's a it's a it's a complicated situation, you know. Families can, families can be complicated, but there's a very clear pattern here in which he gets lost in uh, some triangles in his family, and all he well not all, but what he needs to do is declare his own position and say this this I'm with my wife. This is who I am. You treat me with respect. You treat her with respect. No more game playing. Right. That's going to be really, really hard for him to say because his family is going to rail on him because they right. they need him to be kind of a sick person, a sick, weak person. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. How are you? What What's this stirring in you as I talk to you about this? It gives me a pit in my stomach because our therapist that we have now, this is the the you know the bottom line of the decision and the you know our doctor is saying would you choose christine and riley me and our daughter over your family and he never said yes he'll always say what i can't talk to my family anymore and i'm like i'm not saying that <laughs> i'm saying defend me defend my honor defend our marriage you know <laughs> let's not okay you can state that differently rather than saying defend me you can say to him for your own sake, I want you to declare yourself in the midst of your family. I want you, for your own sake, to let your family know what's important for you. Right. But there's a little, there's a distinction I make between that and him defending you. Him defending you is still a triangle. It still puts him in the middle. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so what's the pit in the stomach about? You're you're fearful that he might choose them over you. Yes. Uh huh. And how does that feel? Bad. Yeah, yeah. I can I can hear it. It's there right now, huh? Mm hmm. Okay, and how do you manage that, Chris? I'm not sure. I feel like I have to let him go. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I knew when I was leaving LA, going to New York, I said, this is going to ruin my marriage because they don't realize how much he works. He has an addictive personality, mm -hmm. smoking, drinking, working, you know, and the thing is, is he has so many addictions like that. It's not just one single one, like a heroin addict or something. You could tell when someone's a heroin addict, like they do that all the time and their life is out of control. He has so many addictions that I knew his family thought we would be spending more time together mm -hmm. when we lived work and that didn't happen because he literally worked seven days a week, mm -hmm. 8 a.m. 10 p.m. And you know, he, he's not a good communicator to say, Hey, I'm here to make this happen. And they just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, really shut me out even more. 
with being angry that we weren't seeing each other all the time. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's important for him to define his position, his family of origin, and then his marriage will kind of take take shape the way it sounds. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate your uh, sharing. Take care. Thank you. You too. Okay. Steve says, been patiently charging neutral for months without any noticeable changes in my wife's behavior. I know the affair has continued and she has been seeing a therapist on her own and has committed to making a decision by the end of the year if she wants to recommit to our marriage. I recently found a draft of a letter she is writing to ask me for a divorce. She doesn't know I saw it and she hasn't given it to me yet. Should I confront her with it or just continue to let it play out? All right, Steve. Um, here's an important decision. Charging neutral does not mean that we're that we're passive or we let things play out. Uh, there are two components to charging neutral. One is being neutral, which means that I'm non-reactive. Okay, I don't go to my hurt and my pain that and and and, and respond to my to my spouse or my partner out of my own hurt or my own pain in the way that I used to. So I'm I'm neutral. I'm strong. I'm there. I'm a presence. I'm not going to fall apart. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm neutral. I will listen with empathy, with concern. Um, I won't. I won't be sympathetic. I will be empathetic. I will listen. I will try to um, expound on what you're saying. Uh, that's that's being neutral. But I can charge. I can speak the truth. I can make comments about what's happening. I can let you know what this stirs up or brings up in me. That's the charging part. Um, so there are two chunks to this. So should I confront her with uh, the paper? Yeah, I, I would think that would be a good idea. Uh, right off the top of my head. And um, it sounds like you've been holding some other things perhaps inside. And it might be a, a good idea to uh, kind of do a mental mental list of what what you really, really want to say to her. And spend some time with that, Steve. I, I, I'm, I'm going to back off here a little bit and say, um, don't, don't confront her right away with what you found out. But take some time to rehash, rethink um, all the things that, that you've been harboring inside that you would like to say. And say them in a way that gives you honor and is powerful. Now, that's not easy to do. That is extremely difficult to do because what we often do is when we start saying what we think we want to say, we start saying what we want from the other person or what the other person is doing. And that that's not going to work. So that's a real, real fine skill. Um, um, you know, hopefully you, you've gotten a hold of my ebook, Break Free from the Affair, in which I um, talk about that. And I also have um, a shorter report on charging neutral that may be helpful. But again, it's, it's a general rule of thumb. It's real dangerous to keep secrets. It's real dangerous to keep secrets because secrets take a lot of energy. Secrets keep you from the truth. Now, we think we need to keep secrets for one or two reasons. Number one is if I let them know where I found this, I'm not going to be able to know or find out other things. So uh, I, I'll be left in the dark. Or if I tell them the truth, uh, all hell's going to break loose and I'm going to lose them. 
Um, it depends how you, you bring out the truth um, and, and talk about the secret. And you can say it in a way that's constructive. That's the key. You can say it in a way that does honor to you and is constructive in the relationship. Okay. Steve, is it? Okay, Steve said, I'm harboring very little. Okay, I've told her just about everything in a very calm manner. Uh, I bought all your stuff. Okay, okay, Steve, uh, drop me an email, bob at bobheisinga.com, and I'll give you, uh, I'll talk to you for 15 minutes free of charge. And uh, um, I think I'm missing some things here from your uh, question. Uh, there's probably more behind that. So if you want to talk to me about it, email me, bob at bobheisinga.com. And we'll set up a time to talk, Steve. I'd like, I'd love to do that with you. Okay, great, great. Okay, our time's up here. Uh, again, what I want to show you is um, these uh, Q&A sessions are being recorded and are placed in the free introductory, introductory level of the uh, Infidelity Recovery Center. And here are all the Q&As to this point where you can go, you can listen to them there or you can download them to your device. And also there's a, usually a, a chat transcript of some of the situations and questions that people left. So you, uh, please feel free to do that. It's free, it's no cost to you. There are also some downloads here. This is, I'm, I'm putting in some good stuff here. Uh, here we go, here's some downloads also, some um, reports that you can look at, read, and get good get information from those as well. Now, to get to this free level, you go to uh, infidelityrecoverycenter.com, hyphens between each word. Go to member-sp-7-17. And uh, all you have to do is click down here, put in your email address, and you will receive a username and password because this is a membership level. You'll have opportunities to upgrade and receive all of my material. Uh, but you start here. If you want to start here, fine. If you want to go here, 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 uh, or you want to go get the whole package and a coaching package and everything below that, you know, feel, feel free to do that as well. But this is the page, uh, infidelityrecoverycenter.com slash member hyphen SP hyphen seven hyphen 17. write that down? All right, good. Hey, thank you all for attending. Uh, I plan on next Thursday. I think I'll be here. Take care. Peace to all.